Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, everybody. My name is Ellie Oldham. I am a writer for Auburn Live and a senior at Auburn. I'm here today with Bianca, Natasha, and Kendall, and they are going to tell us about their side of recruiting for Auburn and just all of the behind the scenes with everything. Wow. Y'all, I moved to Auburn 10 years ago. I moved here in 2013. Wow. That's crazy. Natasha got, she, Natasha got me beat though. Well, from probably a total amount though. Yeah. From years, because I mean, undergrad, then he, yeah, nine years. So we like the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, Are you, Natasha, you're undergrad, right? Like you went to undergrad here? Yep. So Are you the only one or what? Bianca went undergrad here too. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I guess you wanted us to, you said, what now? Supposed to introduce Just tell me like what your job is. Um, If you have been here for a while, like kind of how right. you got there, what you did before then. Yeah. Just kind of stuff like that. Okay. Who's going first? You got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I was like me. All right. Well, so I actually started here back in 2007. I was a student, undergrad, I came in to Auburn, and then I graduated, I would say, um, arguably the best time in Auburn history, because my senior year is when we won the national championship. Cam Newton was our quarterback, and that's when I got my start working in football. So I was a student worker here. It was an organization called Tiger Reds and Tiger Hosts. 
So I was a student recruiter for football. Um, that kind of started me on my path that I'm on now. And then I came back to Auburn in 2018 as an on-campus recruiting coordinator. And then I worked my way up from that to be the director of on-campus recruiting. And then I was a director for two years, coordinator for two years. And then I moved on in last year, um, back in February, to be my new title, which is Director of Recruit Alumni Engagement and Newcomer Transition. So a very long title, but it's a mouthful. <laughs> um, very, very long. Um, but it really just means that I kind of oversee our NFL guys, so they're kind of liaison, their point person when they come back on campus. And then for all of our recruits, I'm the person who do their newcomer transition. So anything you okay. can think of to get them adjusted to being in college. Um, pretty much Bianca, Kendall, they do an amazing job with recruiting them, getting them committed to Auburn. And then once we get to that phase of transitioning into an Auburn student athlete, that's when I kind of take over. Okay. That's cool that you work with the newbies. Yes. And then the old ones. The like old you're ones. like, you have both ends. That's awesome. I do. <laughs> it's funny because, like, Natasha, basically every kid that's here, she's basically been in their recruiting process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like our yeah. entire team. So that's like a really cool It is. That is really cool. Yep. So to see all of them from freshmen to seniors and now pro. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I took my first recruiting class now um, when I got back was like Owen Papo. He's a part of mm -hmm. that. And like Kobe Wooden and like Derek Hall, and now they're about to go to the draft. And I'm like, oh, wow, we've, we've done all of this. So, yes, it, it's been fun to watch them um, in their journey. So uh -huh. now we started a new group. We just brought a new crew through. Um, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, beautiful. What about y'all? All right, I can go. Uh, so my name is Bianca. Um, I came to Auburn in 2013, transferred in as a junior, uh, graduated with my undergrad in 15. Uh, and in undergrad, I was a student manager for the men's basketball team. Um, grad school, I was a grad assistant for the men's team. And then once I graduated, I started full time on the women's side. So I was special assistant to the head coach for a year and then got promoted to director of operations, where I did that for like four or five seasons. Um, and then I moved away for six months. I stayed in Missouri and I was Missouri State's women's basketball director of operations, six months. Then I got the call to come back at Auburn, kind of around like this time last year. Um, so I assumed the role of director of recruiting operations and football events. So coming up on a year, and basically my title encompasses a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. Basically operating our recruiting department. So like once kids come on campus, uh, I have a staff of Three young women, Kendall's one of them, and then uh, we have a bunch of students. So basically fluctuating like what they do on campus uh, from an unofficial standpoint, official visit standpoint, basically laying out their entire 48 hours while they're here alongside the staff. And then kind of how Natasha spoke about earlier during the transfer window, we all were like working literally hand in hand, uh, trying to get the kids here, get them enrolled in school. Uh, so it's been a fun transition. But it literally takes like all of us working together and our communication has to be like on top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's sure. a lot of moving parts. Yeah. So I'm Kendall. Um, I kind of have a different background than Bianca and Natasha. So I started college in 2017 and I started on um, 
our student recruitment team in college and kind of worked my way up the ranks from there and um, kind of got into an intern-ish role. Um, they called it full-time, but it was, um, we got paid for it. So um, that was great our, my last two years. So got to learn a lot there, be very hands-on um, how most interns and like students aren't. I was in the office kind of every day learning from my boss and kind of just sitting in her office. So it kind of molded me for the job I do now and um, took an extra grad year there and I got to Auburn last March. So coming up on a year. Um, okay. And um, so it's gone by so fast, slow <laughs> and fast. Some of the days are slow, some of the days are fast. And um, so I handle most of the official visit stuff here, um, planning where they eat, um, all the things they do during their official visit and just making sure they have a good time. And we're assigned to our specific coaches. So making sure when they have kids come on unofficial visits, making sure they know what time to get here, they have schedules and all that stuff. Um, so getting their schedule together is like my favorite thing and making all the puzzle pieces fit together. And basically we all touch on everything and we all make sure everything kind of coordinates together and communication is always key in our department. So make sure we always talk to each other. So, yeah, I was curious how like all of you guys have different job titles, obviously, but they're very intertwined. So I was mm -hmm. curious how often you guys have to communicate, work together and make sure that everything's going smoothly all the time every single second of the day yeah. mm -hmm. um, so like right now within this new building some of us kind of don't have office space so we've kind of just been in a big community space and like we mm -hmm. just literally talk out loud I'm Kendall probably can tell you because she's in office with me 24 7 I literally like to talk every single thing out like we mm -hmm. meet constantly as a staff morning before we leave to kind of verbalize everything so we're all on the same page um, but yeah we have to have great communication otherwise things fall through the cracks and um that's not good so yeah I think we were all excited to get our offices in the new building but we're going to kind of migrate to the uh, middle of the space and kind of still hang out with each other because that's what we've been doing these past couple months and it's worked well and we get to talk to each other and talk things out so it'll work well like that um I feel like when in y'all's jobs do you kind of have like the busiest seasons like I feel like leading up to signing day and like visits and stuff like that is busy but are you guys just always busy because there's always recruiting going on? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so right now actually is a very great day because we're in a dead period until nice. the end of February. <laughs> um, kind of how the recruiting calendar is kind of modeled. Uh, you really don't have much downtime. Uh, mm -hmm. Even right now we're in a dead period, but we'll transition to like writing our recruits more mailing them certain things as we get ready for spring ball and then camp season. So, I mean, I guess February kind of is really that dead period. We had some time in December, but shout out to the transfer portal. Um, yeah. That kind of got taken away from like our Christmas break <laughs> and everything. Uh, but honestly, it's kind of like <coughs> the girls can attest to it. It's kind of a 24 seven kind of ordeal. Yeah, um, it seems like it. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Um, I know that you guys just had junior day also, and it was very, very busy this year compared to last year. There were so many more people there. I heard it was very successful. What is y'all's roles like day of when something like that's going on? Is y'all's roles more leading up into that or is it that is the busiest day of planning all of that? How does that all work for you guys? It's more uh, weeks leading up to it that we do plan for okay. it. I know this yeah. year um, we were all talking about we were um, – the days coming up to it, we were like, we've got everything 
get together that we really need to get together. And we were like proud of ourselves because we were like, <laughs> we did a lot the week before. Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of making sure that we're um, getting everything like pre-planned and all that. That's really what helps, especially with a caliber of the event that we put on Saturday. Um, you know, it was kind of like a game day. So we kind of had to get mm-hmm. in that game day mode that we hadn't been in in a long time. So making yeah, sure everything sure. was ready to go on Saturday morning. Yeah. And like from a logistical standpoint, I mean, it'd be great to be able to just bring 500 people into a building, but it, you know, food, buses, security, business office people, like this is mm-hmm. a lot of things that you kind of have to start earlier. So like when it comes to Saturday, you're still going to be running around, but you don't want to run around too much if you, you know, did all your information. Yeah. And it just goes back to our communication, um, meeting as a staff constantly, communicating with our coaches as to know, like, who's coming, who's not coming. Um, but we did do a great job with meeting. So on Saturday, we had issues. I mean, no event's going to be perfect, but those yeah. issues were uh, minute and internal that on the outside, nobody knew us. We knew, obviously, because we always want to be better. But mm-hmm. I think overall, logistically, we did what we could do um, with the caliber of people that we had. I got you. Bianca, are you kind of the one that kind of coordinates? You said Kendall, and then there's two other girls that kind of work underneath mm-hmm. you, correct? Do you yes, guys, um, how is that divided? How do you divide what each of them does? Honestly, it, it's kind of shifted from like when I first started last year um, mm-hmm. to now. Being able to, I'm a really, really big observer. Um, and also I'm a person that I want you to kind of work and then not fail, fail, but allow you to figure out what you need to do. I'm not a micromanager by any means. So like mm-hmm. when I first got here, giving them tasks and just allowing them to be free and do it. And then that yeah. gave me kind of the skills about, okay, I think you probably better in this room. Um, and honestly, it's just kind of going off everybody's strengths. Everybody's strengths work better together. Um, I keep saying togetherness in the team, like I'm, I'm just so big on us working together because I feel like <laughs> we have different strengths that works better all together versus individually. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we just are a lot better as a group instead of individual units. So kind of just basically observing people. Um, thankfully, in my career, I've been able starting off as a student manager. I started off like really wiping sweat on the floor. <laughs> so I literally have done everything. Um, and in that role, I was over student managers as a grad assistant. So I've been able to work around students and people. So it kind of has helped me to be able to uh, manage like a staff and students and stuff like that. So basically, it's just really just paying attention. And I try to communicate as much with them, like obviously from a work standpoint, but also personally as well, because that personal aspect of your life also affects what you come in day in and day out. So just kind of getting to know them as people and putting them in the best position to um, exceed. Because when they exceed, we all win as a team. Yeah. And that makes me happy. You all have the same goal. So <laughs> you mm-hmm. just want to accomplish it. Um, right. So how um, I worked for the baseball team this past year. So I kind of got to see there's just one girl that kind of does it all over there. And so I kind of got to see awesome. point of view and stuff. <laughs> she she is awesome. She is a superhero over there. Um, but she, a lot of times people would last minute say like, hey, we're going to come this weekend. And you would just kind of have to frantically do stuff like that. How how does that work for football? Because I feel like there might be a little bit more organization because there's more of you, but also like you're working with high school boys when you're recruiting them. So how how far in advance do they plan and how do you kind of, guide them to be like hey we want you to come this weekend how does all of that work like the communication with them 
it kind of just happened. <laughs> it happened yesterday, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly just happens. I mean, the good thing about our job, we're like forward thinkers and we're like fast on our toes. So honestly, I mean, you get a kid name and you just move from it. Amen. Like you just go along with the flow and just, I mean, you just got to think. I mean, mm-hmm. our world is so, so fast. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. we don't even have time to kind of like, all right, we're going to do. And it's like, just put them in places. And it just goes back to like the communication. We have many group texts and we keep everybody informed. And when kids pop up, which is every day, we just have to keep going to flow. It's frustrating in the moment because most of the time those kids have uh, communicated with someone. It just yeah. wasn't communicated to us just yeah. yet. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, it's kind of unusual if one doesn't pop up. We're like, oh, somebody's coming at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know, we know they're for it coming. To happen. Yeah. <laughs> like yesterday, um, you, started, you started off with 11 kids, and then like through the day, those kids dwindled down. But then there were like random kids that popped up. So it was like, well, back to the day mm-hmm. we thought we were going to have initially. Oh, goodness. Um, so this past year, when you guys were doing everything that you're doing, did how did y'all's jobs change when coach got fired you have an interim coach so you're still trying to work and do recruiting and stuff like that how difficult was that for you guys and how did you kind of balance being able to still sell Auburn and be like but you still want to come here but let's do this but let's plan this how was all of this past year for you guys y'all I can talk but y'all can go I can come in a bit I think personally our job didn't really change. We always try to do our best every time we plan an event. So really we were like, we've always put our best foot forward. So we're going to do what we've been doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So in our families that came on official visits and visits, they've always um, reciprocated that, you know, they've had a very good visit and they like what we do. So um, we've built upon it, of course, you know, and had feedback and stuff, but just putting our best foot forward like we've always done, I think was really important and not showing anybody that um, we were like having hard times or anything like that, but um, mm-hmm. just basically planning the best we can do and keep doing what we're doing. And I think we did a pretty good job throughout, throughout all of it. So, and Cadillac was there to help. He was amazing through all of it. Oh, of and course. the kids wanted to come yeah. see him. So it was a good, it was a good sell to have him there too as well. I know with my job, it didn't necessarily change, but there was a little element added more than I had at the beginning of the year. So within my role as well, I do our parent communication. So I will say one thing from a football standpoint, when you do have a head coaching change, you have to have someone that's constantly communicating with those families to ensure that they are comfortable as well. And we're speaking of current roster players. So that was one thing in my job that kind of picked up a little bit more as we went through that head coaching change. And like Kendall said, having Cadillac was amazing because he's yeah. been around our program for years. So mm-hmm. our current roster parents already knew him, had a relationship to a certain extent, even if he was not their son's position coach. So from my role, that was something that kind of increased a little bit more was me communicating more with our families, current roster, ensuring that they were comfortable and knew that their son's best interest was still at our heart. So even though we were going through a coaching change, the goal of what we were going to do for them as student athletes and people and Auburn men stayed the same. Did it change at all with the newcomers and stuff Were any of them kind of like they're freshmen and they're already struggling with school and they're struggling with that. Like, did you, did your job pick up in that aspect at all? Not really, because once we, from our previous head coach to coach Cadillac, it was before the guys came on campus. 
So mm -hmm. when that change happened, that was during football season. So now we're on our another coaching change. But Coach Freeze has recruited over, I would say, maybe 75%, maybe even 80% of the current guys that we brought in for mm -hmm. this 2023 class. So it wasn't as much of an impact because these are Coach Freeze's guys. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, so kind of what you were saying, I know that from an outsider's point of view and from what we all heard, he, Coach Freeze, came in and kind of hit the ground running with recruiting and was just like, this is where we need to be. This transfer portal focused on everything like that. Did he come in and talk to you guys at all and say, like, I need y'all's help. Like, we're going to hit the ground running. We're going to do this. Like, how was that when he first came in for you guys? Um, honestly, in the beginning, I mean, I don't want to speak for all of us, but um, I can definitely say during that process, it was a little bit difficult because mm -hmm. the people we've been with for the last few months, um, I feel like each day our door was revolving of so-and-so coming in, like, oh, I'm not going to be here. Um, so for us, it was kind of a a little bit of a limbo initially because we didn't know where we stood, if we were going to be here or not. But once mm -hmm. we knew we were going to be here, like I literally told myself every day, like my job is to get kids on campus to make them have the best experience and have mm -hmm. their parents know that, hey, once he gets here on campus, Auburn is going to be the best three, four, five, how many ever years are going to be here. So like it, ne it never was like a conversation as to like, hey, I need you guys to do that. As Kendall spoke before, we strive every single day to put our best foot forth. Like mm -hmm. we're not going to do, do it anything anyway. Happen, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then yeah. being for like Natasha, myself, we have a few more people on staff who went to Auburn. Like it means more to us than just bringing mm -hmm. somebody on campus. Like we love our university and whatever it takes to make somebody have that great experience here. Like that's what we're going to do. Like I, Natasha and I talk constantly and I'm like, you know what? Like, we're here to make a difference. Like we want people yeah. to fall in love with Auburn, no matter who the coach is, no matter what's happening. Like we love this university and whatever we could do to give back to someone's son and make their parents at ease. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot, obviously all of the recruits and stuff know who you guys are, but a lot of people don't know how all of it even comes about, how they even show up at Auburn, how any of that works and stuff like that. So I feel mm -hmm. like it's interesting to hear you guys actually say like, even if there were not a no interim coach, no nothing, you guys still have to keep working. Like you guys, yes, people are still going to come on campus. You're still going to work the same because you guys still want people to come to Auburn regardless of what's going on. Like mm -hmm. y'all have to be flatlined doing the same thing the entire time, which is so interesting to me. Yeah. Yes. During that period, um, part of the craziness was we had some people do official visits without um, their assistant coaches here. Like oh. they weren't here. And it was just like, here's the university we're selling you the university the people that you're going to be with every day but we haven't hired a coach yet but they fell in love with auburn and they they love mm -hmm. it so and i think that's really special about our jobs is i didn't go to school here but I've, I've fallen in love with the place and i can talk about it and how much like i've transitioned into like loving it and i was an auburn fan growing up so can have like a different perspective than like some of the staff that have went to auburn and um like went to school here and like that different perspective. So making just the kids know and their family know that they're safe here and like they have us and like I call Natasha their mom. So like they have Natasha as their mom here and all that. So they know they're in good hands when they come here. Did it ever get more difficult when recruits were here and stuff, when stuff was going on being 
still selling Auburn the same way or do you sell it differently now than from when Coach Harson was here to when Coach Freeze is here? Like, do you talk about it differently at all or is it just kind of the same for you guys? I can say for me, literally the same. I mean, I, going back to coming back here as a student in 2013, I never played any sport at all. Like, I fell in love with mm -hmm. Auburn. So I would say it hasn't changed at all. I mean, the good thing about our role, yeah, we're tied to a coach, but we also have to love where we are. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So I don't think any of that changed at all. I mean, Auburn is still Auburn. The great thing that makes Auburn is the people. Um, you got good people here. You're going to be all right, you know. <laughs> Regardless. I always, write on, I always write on my cards, Auburn is a special place with special people. So that's how I always sign my cards. That's how I think about it. Yeah. Um, before you guys started working just in Auburn or in recruiting in general, did you guys know you wanted to work in recruiting? Has that always been something that you guys wanted to do growing up in college, stuff like that? Like how did you end up where you guys are now? Um, this literally fell out the sky for me. Um, I, I love sports. Uh, I did not play anything. My family is all basketball oriented. So mm -hmm. I grew up knowing I wanted to be on the basketball side in an operation role. Um, so when this opportunity was presented to me. I honestly never thought about it. Like I was here at Auburn when Natasha was in this role and we would always pass each other because her life was a lot <laughs> busier than mine. But Never. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come over there and work with y'all. No, um, <laughs> that was never a thing. But I'm very grateful. This uh, position in the last year has taught me, honestly, so much about like myself, minus mm -hmm. the job and everything. So I'm very grateful for it because I've grown up a lot within the last year and just knowing my value and my worth. Um, so I'm very thankful for the uh, opportunity to be here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah, I always knew I wanted to work in sports. My uh, grandfather, he has three girls, so he taught us a bunch about sports. So mm -hmm. I was always the kid in high school who knew more about football than some of the boys did. So uh, <laughs> when I got to college, I knew I wanted to find the program that allowed me to, like, work my way up into the football program. So I was blessed to be able to find that, like, um, blessed to be able to work my way up into the office and be able to ultimately make it a full-time job. So it's been amazing. I just be, love being able to work with the recruits families and um, still have relationships with the recruits families to this day. I still have, still talk to people that um, they're going in the draft this year. So like being able to see them play and do all that and have their dreams come true is, it's honestly, it's, it's great to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, I definitely knew um, coming into college, but I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. So my initial path to working in athletics was to be a physical therapist. So I came here undergrad um, with that in mind. I graduated with a degree in exercise science in preparation to go to PT school. But as I mentioned, my senior year here at Auburn, working as a Tigerette for football, changed the entire trajectory for my life. So though that last year, and you know, I thank Cam Newton for leaving me with uh, <laughs> where I am now. Shout out to Cam, because he is definitely <laughs> the reason that I'm here right now. But and the coaching staff, Coach Chizik, our head coach, and oh yeah, Sue, uh, she was over on campus recruiting, and she had been here. Oh man, probably 40 years at that point when she selected me to be a Tigerette, but. That experience that I got with the people I worked with in that football season, I ended up not going to physical therapy school. I went back to get my master's in sports administration and then started my career path to being in athletics. So leaving physical therapy behind because I knew from that moment, okay, this is what I wanted to do. And I think it's a lot of times, um, as Kendall mentioned, like, Getting exposure when you're a student is super important because outside of that, you would never know that there are job opportunities to work full time in athletics besides coaching. So coming in before I became a Tigerette, I didn't really know that there was organizations and different opportunities to work in football as a full time employee. So yeah. that kind of led me when I my eyes were open, like, oh, wow, I can make a career out of working for an institution that I already love and to be around the program. Um, I didn't know that I would come back and sit in the same seat that Miss Sue sat in. And that was a full circle moment for me because <laughs> I'm yeah. like, wait, I was here as a student. Um, so, so to come back and be working in the position of, the office where I was a student at, that kind of is just one of those things that you kind of dream about, but you never really think are going to happen. And, and then it happens. And now I've been here five years. So just you never know where life is going to take you. But I knew sports was going to be involved in my life. Um, and I knew I had a passion for Auburn. I didn't know that passion meant that I needed it for my current job, <laughs> but I am glad I have that because the girls can attest to you have to have a passion and a love for mm -hmm. what you do because we devote a lot of time, um, a lot of ourselves, our personal lives to this institution and this football program. And as Bianca mentioned, it's because we love it. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got back here. Well, I mean, yeah, y'all have a nine to five Monday through Friday job like y'all give your weekends on football season specifically, but also like recruits come to basketball games and stuff like that, too. So you have year round your weekends are kind of occupied from some 18 year old boys that you're bringing to campus and you're walking around and giving tours to and stuff. But I actually was looking online because I was looking all of you guys up on the athletic website and stuff and I saw that you went to school for exercise science instead and I was like yeah that's interesting why like why is she here <laughs> but that was that, me that's very interesting yeah that's awesome um do you guys when you started doing recruiting and stuff like that is there something that you like do now that you never thought you'd be doing every single day like one of your tasks that you have that you're like never thought that she would be doing just something that 
recruits need all the time or something that you just kind of do more often now that you think that nobody would know that you guys do because of your jobs? Just because I feel like a lot of people don't even really know what you guys do. Like I give me a little insider on something that you guys do that like an Auburn fan would be like, oh, that's who does that? That's who makes sure that they have this going on? This isn't an everyday task, but um, I don't even think I've told Bianca and Natasha this. It happened on Saturday. <laughs> um, but if a recruit asks for something and, like, they, they need something right there, you're obviously going to oblige them and, like, get it for them. And one recruit had an ulcer, and he's like, can I have some salt water? Because I need to gargle it for my ulcer. And I was like, of course, I will get it for you right now. <laughs> my way. So, um Ran upstairs and got him salt water. So I always tell people no task is ever too small. When I was an mm -hmm. undergrad, I cleaned toilets. I cleaned mm -hmm. everything. Like no task is too small. So if somebody's hotel room is clean, sometimes it might be us, you know, if if we need it right then. So I was a little nervous, which might say. I know. I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I mean, the only thing that popped in my head was like, literally most of our job is talking to 15 to 18 year olds which mm -hmm. is very interesting you think I'm not to be I'll be 30 in a month so like the intellect um and the conversations you have are a little different so that's probably the only thing I can think of I never imagined that I'll just be talking to like they're young growing men but I didn't think that growing would be most a part yeah. of my um and especially it's funny because like in December we were just talking to like transfer kids they're a little older and more mature and now mm -hmm. we're switched back just talking to high schoolers and that's a very big difference of um whether they answer what they talk about um mm -hmm. and just their maturity level is a little different so that's probably the I can't think of nothing else because maybe tomorrow I have something <laughs> kind of similar to what you were just saying so the transfer portal has opened up a whole new side of my job that I never thought mm -hmm. I would be doing um, because I am over a newcomer transition, but newcomers typically are high school. And now these newcomers. I was going to ask if that means grown men. Too. Oh, yes. They, these are like grown men now. So, so <laughs> I would tell you that, like, now I'm out here, you know, trying to locate nice apartments. And uh -huh. Bianca and Kendall can attest to it has been a interesting experience mm -hmm. for me um finding housing you know that the guys yeah. are interested in because they still have to do everything to secure the apartment of course but now i'm kind of like a mini realtor as in like <laughs> hey these are top places you should look into for <laughs> i should honestly get sponsored by these companies for yeah. telling them how nice their apartment complexes are but making commissions but, or something well, that's kind of what mm -hmm. i'm doing now is and like i would never expect that i would be doing that but that's mm -hmm. a new thing that has evolved with this transfer portal because you're not bringing in your typical high school freshman mm -hmm. who's going to spend his first few years in a dorm. You're bringing mm -hmm. in student athletes who are five, six years into this, and they want a safe, nice apartment. And that's where my job is to provide a list of safe, nice apartments <laughs> in Auburn. <laughs> and when does that make it? Is it sped up too? Like you have to work? Oh, absolutely. Stuff. Like my yeah, okay. thing was turning around in 24 hours. I was, mm -hmm. thanks to Bianca and Kendall for, and their staff uh, <laughs> for getting the guys here. But Man. it was, like, <laughs> I was, um, and, and moving players in. So we had mm -hmm. one particular player who, 
came to Auburn at 2.30 in the morning. And I had to be at the dorm at 2.30 a.m. to greet. With a fire alarm. With, with a, a fire alarm went off. So then I was outside <laughs> for 30 more minutes. So 3 a.m., we moved him into college here. And he's been having a great experience so far, which is amazing. But I told him that we would never forget this part of his journey and his story. That you know. at 3 a.m., we were moving him in. But it goes back to the importance of our role. Like his mm -hmm. mom wanted him here and ready to go for the first day of school. Mm -hmm. And at the transfer, he OB'd the weekend before and had two days to be back on campus. So, yeah, that is different. I've never done 2.30 a.m. move-in. And imagine being his mom and he's texting like, hey, there's a fire alarm not getting in yet. <laughs> And, and we're there like, it's fine. fine. Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. This is normal. This is, yeah, it's fine. We're going to get in. All the fire like, drills are normal. They'll yes. get used to that, you know. They happen all yeah. the time. So that is new. I will say I mm -hmm. never imagined that part of newcomer transition. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. I would never. I would never That's forget. Good. That's <laughs> good. So, <laughs> Ellie, uh, during the transfer portal time, we, we learned a lot of stuff about ourselves yes. and um, <laughs> other people. That was, it sounds uh, like it. <laughs> A fast time. It was. Well, that's because you're talking to people at three in the morning, and yes. those are different conversations than lunchtime. You know, yes. those are different, but different ooh, things that you boy. learn about people. You bring <laughs> back memories I don't want to remember. <laughs> we were there. The door was open. He, I told him it was a greeting party for him because it was all the students <laughs> outside. <laughs> we all were outside. All like, outside welcome. Welcome. like welcome. Like welcome before the first day of class too. It was. Before, yeah, it was. It was yeah, a nice day of class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he met. I was in the hill my freshman year, and we had him all yeah. the time. All we, the time. And it is, you know, something that you go through living in a dorm mm -hmm. is someone burns popcorn, and here Lime everyone cheese. has to, yep, mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. to come outside. But Ellie, I, did you burn some mac and cheese? I did not. The way she said, I, like, however, did you do it? no, but I lived on my sorority her sophomore year, and it happened more often than you would think. Yes. I was like, you guys, we are 19, 20 years old now. Like you, it literally has a water line. That's, it's like water. Here. that's not a recommendation. That Reading. is a step that you have to do. Yeah. 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 It happened all the time, but I totally understand that. Not, not as many at three in the morning. Yeah. But that one was a rarity. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> the fact that that's he awesome. just pulled up and we were getting ready to unload his car. Oh. Um, one of the, was he alone in the car? Was he moving him? Well, it was in? him and his mom, and then one of okay. our staff members um, who's over our player uh, development. He was there as well. So it was the four of us, and literally as soon as we parked, we are like, welcome. So glad you made it to Auburn. Fire alarm. And we are like, hey. <laughs> All right, give me 30 minutes. Yeah, so 30 minutes. Right. We'll be fine. All the students oh, are going to come out now. But, yeah. So that's going to be my new story for my new career. I will take that one with me. That should be. Does So, Natasha, does your – how often do you kind of communicate with the alumni and stuff? How does that side work? So like what do you I, do with all of that? Yeah, mainly for me it's just our NFL guys. So mm -hmm. anyone who is currently in the NFL or recently cut from the NFL are the group that I work with the most. So from a communication standpoint, I try to communicate as often as possible. Um, of course, right now, most of their seasons are ending. We do have a few guys that are playing in the Super Bowl. So yes. That is great. We're excited um, for them. But 
um, just trying to keep them engaged. So the most important mm -hmm. thing is making sure they understand that Auburn is their home. It's always going to be their home, and we want them back on campus. So mm -hmm. I try to reach out via social media, text message um, to them as well, just keeping them engaged with our program. Um, football season this past year, we had a big turnout, so that helps with recruiting as well by having those guys that can wear all their Super Bowl rings oh, and yeah. bring those back and and take pictures with our recruits and for them to show also that Auburn has players in the league because sometimes mm -hmm. there's a false narrative out there about our pro guys that we don't have guys we don't develop guys to play in the NFL but it's good to be in communication with them so they can feel the love and then they can come on campus and reciprocate that love to our recruits so I had all the time talking to them. I talked to Jack today. Um, they won the Eagles, so mm -hmm. I congratulated him on that, and he'll get ready to play for the Super Bowl, so that'll be big. That's awesome. So last thing, you kind of said February was your downtime, even though it's not really, but when do you guys start planning for this next football season, for recruits to come and visit, and for, like, when does all of that start happening? Does, is it March, or is it already starting, or kind of when does that happen? So it's kind of like a, almost a three-parter because we'll have mm -hmm. like spring ball. So from March to April, a bunch of kids during spring break will plan visits, bus tours. Mm -hmm. And then you have official visits of the 20, 24 class. They'll start in May and June. Mm -hmm. And then July is kind of a dead period. So really in July, we'll start transitioning to season time because we have those other big things. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it just keeps going, honestly. But July will be our main focus because we got to get ready for a spring ball because um, that mm -hmm. brings a new set of recruits and everybody on campus and everything. And then you got camp. I've got about camps that's yeah. mixed in yeah. June, too. Oh, man. Jeez. We were happy about the break. Ellie, now you, I'm out my head. I'm sorry. Like, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a positive question, you know, when y'all's break was, but. I guess there's not really a, good, a great answer. <laughs> we'll get some we'll get some time away in February, um, the end of this week and early next week. Everybody will pretty much be off, and then the coaches and stuff will be back because at first they have spring practice. I think it's the 27th or 28th in the month. Mm -hmm. okay. And then uh, within our office, we're gonna give the girls a few more days off because we literally been running since mm -hmm. honestly the start of last football season. Because um, I mean we really yeah. didn't get a break at all, so. We'll make sure somebody's in the office, but give everybody time to kind of take care of yourself. Can't let this job consume us all the time. We need some me time and time with family yeah, and for friends. Sure. For sure. Well, that's all I really have for you guys. Thank you guys for talking to me. This is great. Thank you. Um, this was yeah. fun. I love the stories. <laughs> Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.